One of my favorite nuts. Yeah, I have one is pistachios, period, all the time. I eat them constantly on salads by the handful. I literally have a glass jar of pistachios in my kitchen at all times. And whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, not me, or you love the convenience of no-shells pistachios, wonderful pistachios is the perfect snack. There's a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from, though I personally just like it plain and simple with a little bit of salt. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. I hope that you're aware of how many studies are showing right now that we have the highest rates of anxiety, depression, loneliness that has ever existed in history. Like people feel so isolated, which is crazy, because we have more ways than ever to be connected to each other. What that says to me is that people feel like they're connecting because they connect digitally, but they're not actually connecting the way that we as human beings need to connect. Looking in someone's eye, physical contact, having a conversation in real life, don't take it for granted. Self-care isn't just about things you do by yourself. Self-care is about you making sure that you incorporate things that help you to thrive. And connecting with someone that you love is a really important part of that. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am taping today's episode on the tail end of what you can probably hear is a is a really bad bronchial infection. So I know I sound a little bit funny today and I'm going to ask that we all just go with it. Pretend this is that episode of Friends where Phoebe gets a cold and I promise the content today is going to be fantastic, even if my voice does sound a little funny. Today's idea for an episode actually came while I was scrolling 
Pinterest. More about that soon. But I kept seeing all of these things on Pinterest that were a bunch of different ideas to practice self-care. And the numbers of, it would be like 172 things you can do to take better care of yourself. And I was flabbergasted that someone could come up with a list that long. When I did a little bit more investigating, I found in a lot of those lists that I wasn't super excited about any of the information I was finding, or I felt like I was just reading stuff that we've all heard about a ton. And I wrote it down actually in my notebook because I thought, man, that's such a good idea for a conversation. Like, how do I take care of myself? Something that I've been thinking about a ton as I've just spent two weeks super duper sick, which is something I am terrible at. I want you to know, guys, that while I was sick, like literally sick in bed, hacking up a lung, like could not stop coughing. Like having to wear panty liners because I was coughing so hard, I was like peeing my pants a little bit. It was really sexy. But I spent that time while I was sick. Do you ever like, you're too sick to do anything, but not sick enough to sleep? And so I ended up taking like three different online courses I found. So you guys will maybe get a chuckle out of that. If anyone else is like me and you sort of just can't do nothing, it, I was so frustrated because I didn't feel good. But like, I felt good enough to be awake. It was like a whole thing, but I took a bunch of online courses as I was coughing and I really came back to this idea of how do we take care of ourselves, which is something that I feel like I've worked on a ton over the last few years. I think maybe we all had to learn how to take better care of ourselves going through all of the crap that we did during the pandemic. And for many of us, that involved a lot of big life upheaval. And I, for years, have gone by the mantra, I don't get sick. I never get sick. Because I believe our words have power. And I like to remind my body that it's strong and healthy and all of those things. And I also think that affirmation reminds me to take care of myself. But then I found myself inside of a couple weeks where I was really sick. And it just comes back to the fundamental truth that if you don't have your health, you have nothing. It doesn't matter how successful you are, how much money you have, all the things that you're trying to do. It's gone in a moment if you're not healthy. And health is not something that's just guaranteed. When we're younger, we don't always get that. And if you're listening to this and you're in your early 20s or maybe even your early 30s, it might not be something that's clicked in for you yet, but health is wealth. It really does matter so much. And it would be awesome if all of us had incredible friends or partners or support systems that took really good care of us, like we take care of other people, but that's not always going to be the case. And even if it is, you are the one who is primarily responsible for you. We forget that, right? We give so much to other people. We're constantly pouring out our cup to make sure that our kids are okay, our friends are okay, our family's okay, our mama's okay, our sisters, we're taking care of everyone else. And many of us can get to the place where we just sort of run into the ground. So today, I'd love to take a little idea from Pinterest and share 17 things. Yes, I came up with 17. 17 ways that you can take better care of yourself. 17 ways 
as usual, many of these are simple. As usual, I'd love for you to just incorporate one that sounds really interesting to you. And this list is going to go over everything from relationships to supplements to health stuff to emotional, like we're covering all the bases today in no particular order. Guys, one way that you can take better care of yourself is supplements. Supplements is something that I got into probably about five or six years ago. Before that, I just kind of occasionally took a multivitamin. I didn't really understand the power of a supplement stack. And to be totally honest, this is one of those things that you really need to work with a nutritionist or do a ton of research on your own to understand what will help you, what's going on. I love a blood test to kind of see maybe where you're struggling. I'm reading a new book right now on hormones, you guys. Get ready. I'm going to get this doctor on the show. She's amazing. But she says that if at all possible, and this is a privilege thing. This is something that not everybody can do. But she's like, if you can, you should be having blood work done every six months, especially as a woman who's perimenopausal, which I am. Hello, 40 years old. If you're in your 40s, good chance you're also perimenopausal, can last 10 to 15 years. But a blood panel with a really great nutritionist or if you're with a naturopath doctor, if you're with a doctor who's got functional medicine at their core, that kind of advisor can look at your blood work and tell you the different areas that you might have an imbalance, that you might have, hey, you need a little bit more vitamin B or you need some vitamin D or you need more fiber in your diet. It's really helpful and it really does drastically improve your overall health. One quick thing I'll say about supplements it can be a bit tedious, but my best advice when you're trying to add something new to see if it's helpful is really only add one new thing at a time. When I first wanted to get healthier and I wanted to add supplements in, I got a whole new supplement stack from a nutritionist. It was like seven different things I could take. I was really excited. I went out, I bought them all, came home and started taking them. And there was a really common ingredient it shows up in a bunch of multivitamins. It shows up in brain supplements, but it makes me feel drowsy. And I could not figure out what thing was making me drowsy, what I had taken that was making me feel like this. And the problem was because I started a bunch of different supplements at one time, I had no idea what the culprit was. So my best advice is if you're adding something in, do one thing at a time, give it a couple weeks and see how it makes you feel. For funsies, I thought I would tell you guys my three favorite supplements in life, but also for this time of year. The first is wellness formula. Wellness formula is something that I keep like 10 bottles in my house at all times. I've had guests come over to the show and they're not feeling well. And I'll be like, girl, take the wellness formula. You can get it at Whole Foods. You can get it at Amazon. It's a bunch of really good immune booster stuff, which mostly involves garlic. It tastes terrible. So I highly recommend the capsules, not the tablets, because the tablets, you can taste the garlic and it's very intense. But the capsules of wellness formula, I swear by, if you start to feel any sort of way, like, oh, I feel like I'm fighting something, you start popping those wellness, woo! It's going to take you right back to good. I have been taking so many every single day, and I am positive that the illness I had would have been much worse if I didn't have 
the immune stuff in my system. So I'll take it a lot this time of year. Highly recommend Wellness Formula. My second favorite supplement I've talked about so much, and it shocks me that people still don't know about this, but Holy Basil, it's my favorite adaptogen. If you struggle with anxiety at all, you really should talk to your doctor and your nutritionist, do some personal research about adaptogens. I like to say that adaptogens help your nervous system adapt to the stressors in your life. So I take a holy basil supplement every single night. It's literally a tiny capsule filled with basil leaves every night. And it has five, six years ago, utterly changed my life. And I don't use that term loosely. It really did help so much with my anxiety. My last supplement that I absolutely love that you might not know about is mushrooms. So I do a lot of mushroom tincture. If you've never seen Fantastic Fungi on Netflix, you guys go watch it. Paul Stamets, he's the best. But I use specifically his brand because I really trust what he says about mushrooms. So he has a brand called Host Defense. And I take the Cordyceps supplement every day and the Lion's Mane supplement. Both of those are great for brain power and focus and just all the things to like feed your brain. So do a little research on that. But those are my three favorites. Supplements. At the very freaking least, are you taking a multivitamin? Are you taking something to help you get the extra boost of things that you need? When I went through my journey to balance my hormones, which you can go listen to the episode of it here on the show. You can go to the website, MsRachelHollis.com, and there's all sorts of posts on it over there because it's like a topic y'all can't get enough of. But when I was going through hormone balancing, adding vitamin B and vitamin D really, really helped my energy, helped my focus, helped my mood. And it was something that I would not have known that I needed if I didn't work with a doctor to figure it out. So I promise not all of my advice is going to be that long, but supplements, yo, do it. Take care of yourself. It's such a simple thing. If you have supplements in your cabinet, you keep forgetting to take them, put them next to the coffee pot. Put them next to your toothbrush. It's called habit stacking. So you put the thing where you will see it next to a habit that you already do that you don't have to think about. You brush your teeth, boom, you take your supplements. Or you have your morning breakfast, you take your supplements. But take your freaking supplement. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Guys, 
No two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market. Because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach the next thing that you can do to take better care of yourself is drink more water drink more water i've been talking about this for five years if you've been with me a while you know it's so simple it's something that we all need. It helps your skin. It helps your body. It helps your digestion. It helps your brain. It helps everything. And I always think when we're trying to take better care of ourselves, it's way easier to add something to your life than to subtract, right? Like we know that we shouldn't have that many chips. We know that we shouldn't maybe smoke those cigarettes. We know that we shouldn't have that much wine. We know those things that we really need to give up. But That can also be a layered onion of all this other crap that you got to work through before you can let go of that bad habit. But adding something like water is so simple. Again, habit stack. Put the water next to something you already do without thinking about it and chug it. Don't lightly sip your water throughout the day. You'll never get to the amount of water you need to be drinking, which is half your body weight in ounces of water every single day. 
So every time you go to drink some water, chug it, get that in your system, and then keep on trucking. The third thing, you need to be prioritizing sleep. You got to be getting sleep. I was just talking to a girlfriend about this the other day, and she was like, man, you really are hardcore about sleep because, y'all, I don't want to be out late at night literally ever. If you want to have dinner with me, let's start at 530. That's really where my head's at. I do a holiday party every year, and I'm super excited. I'm, like, planning out my holiday party. For the first year ever, I'm putting an end time, okay? Back in the day, I didn't put an end time. I said, party starts at 7. You know, we'll see you when you get here. People show up at 1030 at night. All of a sudden, we're partying till midnight. Like, no. Mm-mm. Now, my holiday party has a, has a hard out. You got to be out the door by 9 p.m. because I want to be in bed by 930. And, you know, we are going to have so much fun before nine. But sleep is everything. We don't make good decisions when we're tired. We're emotionally unstable when we're tired. My kids, I cannot tell you how often they're struggling with something. Life feels hard. It's all falling apart. And I'm like, babe, you stayed up too late. Sunday night, every single week, my teenagers will be emotional. They're struggling to control their emotions. They're feeling sad or they're feeling angry or whatever. And I'm like, it's because you stayed up late on the weekend and now you're exhausted. Get a good night's sleep. You're going to feel great tomorrow morning. Prioritize sleep. This is your reminder from the universe, from God, from whoever, that you need to get more sleep. So shut off the Netflix. Shut off your phone. It matters more than you catching up on what's going on on Instagram. I promise. The fourth thing you can do to take better care of yourself is add more greens to your diet. Add more greens. I'm not going to talk about cutting things out because that can feel really hard. And that doesn't always feel like self-care. It feels like kind of beating yourself up sometimes. But adding greens, all of us can do that. Literally all of us can do that. Think of something simple that you can add to your food right now. To me, this isn't about reinventing the wheel. It's not about you deciding, yep, I'm going on a vegetarian diet or I'm going to start having kale salads every day of the week, even though I hate salads. It's about you adding greens into something you're already eating. So I always have fresh spinach on hand. I keep my spinach in the freezer. You can easily throw that into a smoothie. You can saute it really quickly. You can throw it into soups. I always have mixed greens in the fridge. I'll add those onto anything. You could add that tacos, burritos, sandwiches, anything. Just add more greens to your diet. It's going to make you feel better, going to make your skin better. It's just going to do all the things. Helps you poop, helps you get the nutrients that you need. Leafy greens. Do it. Add it to your life. The fifth thing that you can do to take better care of yourself is move every single day. Move. Move your body. Been saying it forever. Do what you can with what you've got where you're at. Move your body. Now, if you listened to a couple of my last episodes, then maybe you heard that I added walking to my life. So I already work out five, six days a week, sometimes more, just depending on what's going on. My workouts vary though. I do strength training. I do long runs. I go to the beach and take super long walks. We go hiking with the kids. I do all sorts of daily movement. And as long as I'm moving my body and getting my heart rate up at least a little bit, I'm crushing it as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm not trying to be 
a fitness model. I'm not trying to pose in a bathing suit on the cover of a magazine. I am moving my body every day so that I can feel great, so that I fit into my clothes in a way that looks really good for me, so that I'm strong and healthy, so that I am combating stress hormones in my body. All of those things are accomplished through daily movement. And something I'd love to challenge you with, if you're already moving your body every day, but maybe don't feel like you're challenging yourself, is the 1% idea. How can you do 1% more effort? I talked about this recently in a Start Today email that I think it's James Clear who tells the story of adding 1% more effort. So if you just put in 1% more effort in any area of your life, but in this instance, let's say it's moving your body. What's 1% more effort? It feels like nothing. But if you did that every single day, ask yourself, hey, what's 1% more? What's 1% more? What's 1% more? At the end of the year, you would have improved by 37% in that one area of your life. 37% is massive. 37% more movement over a calendar year would drastically change your energy level, would likely change the way your body looks and feels. It could be huge for you. So I've added walking 10,000 steps every day to my daily routine. So that's on top of what I'm already doing. And I've already gotten so many incredible benefits from just moving. I'm going on walks in the morning. I'm going on walks in the evening with my son. It's been a really nice addition to my life. And it does not feel like a lot of extra effort. It really does feel like self-care. And what I think is really funny, you guys, is that when I'm on my walks, in my neighborhood, I always see like older couples and older people. They're walking their dog. They're out with their like big sun hats. And I always think like, oh yeah, I love looking at people that I assume are retired. They're retired and they're living their best life and they just take long walks with their dogs and like literally do whatever they want. And I thought this morning, I was like, man, that's the goal. We should all be striving to do more things that we want to do when we're retired. That might be the best idea for self-care I can think of. When you envision your future and you're like, when I'm retired, I'm in a garden. When I'm retired, I'm going to take up horseback riding. When I'm retired, I'm going to go walk on the beach more. Whatever your answer is to that thing, see if you can find a way to incorporate that more into your weekly schedule. Because the long walks for me feels like who I want to be when I'm 80, And it's really cool to be starting it 40 years in advance. The sixth thing that you can do to take better care of yourself is pray. Now, I don't care what religion you are, and it doesn't even really matter what you believe or who you believe in. Prayer has been scientifically proven to change all sorts of things in our lives. Literally, go Google it. Prayer is incredibly powerful. And let's say that you're not religious, but you do believe in manifesting or the law of attraction. Prayer is the same thing. It is focusing your thoughts on what you want help with, what you want guidance with, what you want to happen, how you want to show up better in the world. It's having a conversation with something bigger than yourself. Now, there were a lot of parts about being raised in the religious environment that I was raised in that were very negative. But one of the greatest things that I got out of that experience was from a very young age, I was taught to believe that I could talk to God, that I could have a conversation with the universe, that I could have a conversation with guardian angels, that I could ask for help or ask for guidance. And honestly, I don't care if that's not true. 
I don't care if it's all something that's made up in my mind. It only helps. Prayer only helps. And I think it only helps because it makes you feel like you're not so alone. It makes you feel more in touch, actually, with your intuition. Getting quiet and asking questions or asking for protection or guidance is a really powerful way for you to take time for you. It's easy to say prayers for other people, right? But how often do you actually pray for yourself? If it's not something you're currently practicing, or maybe you've sort of gotten out of the habit, it's a really important one to add back in. Number seven, practice gratitude. Right? Y'all are like, Rach, seriously, stop talking about the gratitude practice. No, I won't. I will never stop telling you to practice gratitude because, again, this is something that has been proven to elevate your immune system, to make you feel better, to make you feel more positive and hopeful about the future. It also allows you to acknowledge the blessings that you have in your life today. And it's really easy to not do it. There's that great Jim Rohn quote where he says, the stuff that helps us, and I'm paraphrasing here because for sure he didn't say stuff, but he says the stuff that helps us is really easy to do. The problem is it's also really easy not to do. So if something has improved your life and made you feel better, made you feel calmer, more present, more positive, and you've gotten out of the habit of doing it, start doing it again. One of my favorite things about bringing back the Start Today Instagram is I'm seeing so many of you tag yourself doing your daily gratitude practice with Start Today Journal. Now, obviously, you don't need a Start Today Journal to practice gratitude. But what I love is that by coming back online with Start Today, many of you remembered that you have a Start Today Journal that you haven't been using. So whether it's your Start Today journal or whatever notebook you have lying around, consider a gratitude practice. It really is an incredible form of self-care. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we're all super busy. We have so many things filling up our plate each and every day. And I like to imagine what it would be like if I had an extra hour. Like, what would I do? I like to think that I would be my absolute best self and I would meditate and make sure I'm journaling more. I would do my morning pages. I would really take advantage of that time. But in order to know what to do with your time, you have to understand what your priorities are. And therapy can be a really fantastic way to figure that out. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a quick questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Rach to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash reach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. 
Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Number eight, talk to someone you love. So simple, but talk to someone you love. And in this instance, I would say talk to someone who makes your cup fill back up. Maybe it's your high school bestie who always makes you laugh until you pee your pants a little bit. Maybe it's your grandma who you haven't been checking in with the way that you need to. But think of who pops into your mind when I say someone that you love, someone that sparks joy in your heart. Have a conversation with them. And y'all, if at all possible, have that conversation in person. And if it's not possible to have that conversation in person, at least have a real conversation. I hope that you're aware of how many studies are showing right now that we have the highest rates of anxiety, depression, loneliness that has ever existed in history. Like people feel so isolated, which is crazy because we have more ways than ever to be connected to each other. What that says to me is that people feel like they're connecting because they connect digitally, but they're not actually connecting the way that we as human beings need to connect. Looking in someone's eye, physical contact, having a conversation in real life, don't take it for granted. Self-care isn't just about things you do by yourself. Self-care is about you making sure that you incorporate things that help you to thrive. And connecting with someone that you love is a really important part of that. Number nine, the flip side of talking to someone you love, avoid energy vampires. If you're not familiar with an energy vampire, I'm going to need you to do a little Google research. Because you're going to fall down a rabbit hole and you're immediately going to be like, oh my gosh, that's my cousin Crystal. Energy vampires are people that when you interact with them, you leave feeling totally depleted. You leave feeling like they literally sucked the energy out of you. And that can happen in a bunch of different ways. But pay attention to the way you feel when you're with someone. And if you have those energy vampires right now in your life, avoid them as much as you possibly can. Self-care looks like you putting up boundaries that don't allow other people to energetically steal from you. Number 10, this is a personal belief system that you can take or leave, but I think there's real power in it. Spend five extra minutes a day on skincare. Y'all, I'm sure there are people who are like extreme yogis and they tell you to practice yoga for self-care, or there's people who raise dogs and they'd be like, spend more time with your dog for self-care. You're going to have your own version of this. But for me, your girl, Rach, I love some skincare. I love it. And the older I get, the more I get into how do we take better care of our skin? I'm not just talking about on my face. We absorb so many things through our skin. And to that end, whatever is happening in your life, the stressors, the good stuff, the hard stuff, the nutrition, whether it's good or bad, it's all going to show up on your skin. 
So I have always been really into taking care of my skin, but as I get older, that increases tenfold. The reason I said add five more minutes is because adding five more minutes to me looks like spending a lot more time putting on serums, putting on moisturizers, putting on your nighttime cream, whatever it is that you're doing, but doing it with more slow strokes. Maybe you're using like a jade roller or you're doing that thing, you know, that estheticians do where they like flap your cheeks. That makes no sense. Go watch a YouTube video on how to apply your skincare like an esthetician. And you're going to see a lot of stuff about moving the skin around, putting energy into your skin. It helps your lymphs to drain. It makes you look less puffy. But in order to accomplish that, you have to take more time. And in order to take more time, you have to believe that you're worth more time. So for me, I love this tip because five more minutes of skincare is five more minutes that you take to care for yourself. Nobody else cares about your skin. Nobody else wants your skin to be better. That's something that you do for you. How about you get a dry brush? Do you guys know about dry brushing? So simple. You go over your whole body every other day for me. I think Gwyneth probably does it every day. But look up dry brushing and how good that is for your lymph. These are really simple things that you can do, but they do require time. But every time you give yourself more time, you're giving yourself more care. So five more minutes of skincare. Number 11, sneak in things that are good for you. Sneak in things that are good for you. You're like, why do I have to be sneaky? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you're already taking brilliant care of yourself and you don't need to be sneaky. But I think just like when my kids were little and I sort of hid vegetables inside of food they would actually eat, this is really effective for adults too. It allows you to be healthier without kind of thinking about being healthier. So some examples in my life are I keep all of my smoothie ingredients in the same place and I have a bunch of different things I'll add to my smoothie that I don't even think about. So in the drawer with my smoothie ingredients, I have like one of those big pullout drawers that has like my bullet blender and my protein powders and all the different stuff that I do. It also has tinctures in there. It's got more mushroom tinctures. Love me some mushroom tinctures. It's got chia seeds. It's got flax seeds. It's got things I can easily sneak into the smoothie that don't change the flavor of it at all, but are really good for me. So consider chia and flax seeds in your smoothies. I also keep jars of seeds and nuts on my countertop, partly because I do seeds and oil cycling for my hormone balancing, but also because nuts are some of my favorite snacks to eat. So I literally have like six canisters on my kitchen counter. One has almonds, another is cashew, another is pistachio, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, all things that I can easily grab. I think if you want to encourage yourself to reach for better options, keep it in plain sight. But you can add seeds and nuts to salads, to soups. You can easily stir it into things so that you're sneaking in that nutrition. Another one I wanted to mention too is fermented foods. So things that have high vinegar concentrate, kimchi, pickled things, pickled carrots, pickled jalapenos, pickles. Like I have so many vinegar-based things in the drawer of my fridge and I'll add those to salads or different recipes for dinner because fermented foods are really good for your gut health and gut health is really good for literally everything. Look it up. The 12th thing that you can do 
to take better care of yourself is make sure that you are making time for simple pleasures. This one, simple pleasures are kind of what life is all about. In my personal opinion, that's those moments where we feel totally content. It's something that you do just for you and maybe nobody else gets it, but because it's so small, it's also really easy to overlook. My example of this is cooking shows. There's a couple cooking shows that I freaking live for. They make me so happy. The Great British Baking Show. We're in season 11. I accidentally started watching it before all the episodes have dropped, you guys. And now I'm like obsessively waiting for Friday because that's when the new episode comes out. It makes me so happy. I love a cooking show because like it's all good. Nobody's mean. Nobody's like cutthroat. They're all just and like they're just joyful and they're happy to be like baking bread or like making a cookie or whatever. If you have never seen The Great British Baking Show, y'all, you are you are about you're just about to fall in love. You're about to fall in love across the board. And I know that this is a wild suggestion, but I think you start with season 11. I think you start with the most recent episode of this show because the new co-host is fantastic. Everyone's outfits are deeply on point. Prue's never looked better. Paul Hollywood, why are his eyes so blue? It's so silly. But in the life, in the world, in the hardship of the things that you have to endure, man, take some time for stuff that is silly. Make sure that if you love something like a British baking show or Great American Barbecue Showdown, which is also had a season two that was fantastic. Take time for those things. You're going to have your own version of that. The simple pleasures are the first things to go when we get busy. And those should be the things that we do not go without no matter what. Number 13, shut off media. Not social media, all media. Any kind of media, shut it off. If you want to practice self-care, you have got to get inside of your very real life. On any given day, and especially over the last few years, you can open up your phone and just be shown so much hardship, so much tragedy, so much pain. And I do believe that we need to be aware what's going on in the world, sending resources when we can, sending prayers all the time. But I saw this thing on social media recently, ironically, there was a woman who was saying that our job as human beings was to hold space and bear witness to other people's pain. She said, like, that's what we're here to do. We are supposed to hold space for other people's pain. How dare you look away from the hardship that you see in the news or the hardship that you see on social media? And with respect, I adamantly disagree with that. You are supposed to hold space for the pain of people in your life, your real life. We were never made to hold the pain of billions of people all around the world. And I do think that you have to care deeply about the causes that personally affect you deeply. But do not be swayed by someone on the internet trying to shame you into consuming more, 
especially when your anxiety is already out of control, especially when you already feel depressed, especially when you already feel overwhelmed by your real life. The idea that we are meant to hold space for every single thing and we're supposed to have an opinion on every single thing and we're, no, guys, that, that, we have to use common sense here. And what I actually thought was a really important reminder for all of us, when you see someone giving advice on social media, sometimes a video or a clip or a meme or whatever will get a ton of traction because it's just a really interesting thought. Or maybe it's a really polarizing thought, and that's why it's showing up in your feed over and over. But just because something's interesting or polarizing or getting a ton of attention doesn't make it right and definitely doesn't make it right for you. So if you see someone giving advice and you're like, oh, gosh, because that's what I thought when I saw this woman. I was like, oh, dang, maybe she's right. Maybe I do need to hold. And I was like, no. In fact, this is very harmful advice. And the woman was honestly just sort of a random person who had made a quick video that had gotten a ton of traction, but it wasn't like someone that I would look to for advice or a teacher that I've heard from before or someone whose backstory I knew. So we have to be really careful about where we get our guidance from. I think that we do really have to be mindful of what we consume. And it doesn't mean that you ignore it. Far from that. We are leaders. We are people who show up in our community. We need to be informed about what's happening. But don't ever believe that when you're feeling overwhelmed by what you're seeing, that you need to keep consuming it because that's a sign of your humanity. No. We have to be able to be strong to take care of the humanity in our real lives. And if showing up, if consuming the news, if consuming social media is affecting how you are showing up in your real life, it's no longer self-care. It's no longer in the best interest of you. And you need to shut it off. Number 14, laugh. Are you making time for laughter? Are you making sure that there are things in your life that make you laugh? When I was doing my podcast tour this summer, a woman came up to me after the show and she was like, oh, I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's what I was hoping would happen. She's like, no, I realized how long it had been since I laughed that hard. And it sounds kind of crazy, but sometimes if we don't schedule in joy, we'll get so busy working that we forget to have fun. I love watching stand-up comedy, whether it's in person or on a streaming service. Maybe you laugh when you play, you know, Mexican train dominoes with your kids, or maybe you laugh when you get to talk to one of your besties, but make sure that you are taking time to laugh regularly. Number 15, take yourself on an artist date. If you don't know what that is, please go read The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. So much good wisdom and advice in that book. It's sold like a gajillion copies and is still relevant 25 years after it was written. But essentially, the idea of an artist date is that you take yourself on a date by yourself to do something that gives you ideas, that helps you feel creative, that maybe helps you feel like a kid again. Artist dates can be all sorts of things. But as often as possible, consider dating yourself. Number 16. This maybe seems a little silly, but I love this idea and I do think of it as a type of self-care. Do you have anything that you collect? I am a huge fan 
of ceramics. Like maybe one of my favorite things in the world is to buy homemade ceramics from like a farmer's market or a flea market. I will go to the Goodwill. Like I love handmade pottery. It makes me so happy. All of my coffee mugs at my house are from ceramicists. I don't buy them from like Target. I go and get them from a local artist. You can find them on Etsy. Ceramics are my jam. But do you have something in your life that makes you really happy? Maybe it's stickers. Maybe it's weenie dogs. Maybe it's concert teas. Maybe it's something that doesn't cost you any money at all, but you collect it over time. Collecting things is something that feels like what we do when we're younger and maybe that we forget to do when we're older. But the joy of collecting something means that you look for experiences to find that thing. So right now, you might not be able to see me, but I'm holding this really sweet little coffee mug that I got this weekend at an artist festival. Now, I went to that art festival because I knew there would be ceramicists there and I knew I could get a mug. We ended up having so much fun. I took Ford and Noah. They got to do art. We walked around for hours. It was such a blast. And I don't know that we would have gone if I didn't collect ceramics. So it seems sort of simple, but it's one of those things that if you are into something, it creates experiences for you that you wouldn't have otherwise. And again, self-care is about taking care of yourself, who you are, not who anyone else thinks you should be, but who you are and how you show up. And I just happen to show up with homemade pottery. All right. My very last one, which I saved for number 17, because this is maybe going to embarrass you. It's going to embarrass me a little bit. And you only get it if you stay all the way to the end of this episode. Also, uh, Jack, Andrew, this could be a cute one to do as like a teaser. My 17th way that you can take better care of yourself is orgasms. I said it. Orgasms. Whether you are single or in a relationship, orgasms are awesome. They're really, really good. They're really important for you. Have you had one lately? Have you had them regularly? The more that I read about hormones, guys, the more that I understand that losing your sex drive is a sign that something's wrong with your hormone imbalance. And over the last six months, that is definitely something that I have started to feel a lot. And it wasn't until I did more and more research where I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I'm experiencing. Where I don't know how to describe it, but maybe some of you are going to get this. It's like, my, I just like, I am a non-sexual person. It's like, it's totally gone away. And I freaking hate it. I hate it because I have literally the sexiest partner. I can't even, the, I look at him and I'm just like, I don't even know how you look like that or your body looks like you're just, he's so sexy. So to get to a place where I'm not interested in sex anymore is a sign that something's imbalanced in my body. And I was reading this new book that was like, that is a huge red flag. I just sort of thought it was like part of being perimenopausal. Turns out it's a sign that there's an influx. Something's not normal. So I thought I would share that here because I do feel like I feel better. I feel great when I am having orgasms regularly. If you are listening to this and you're like so embarrassed, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's saying this. Or you're like, no, you're right, Rach. It's been a hot minute. We got it. We got to get this. We got to do something. So 
Maybe that's something you take care of by yourself. Maybe that's something that you embrace with your partner. Maybe that's something that you talk about with your naturopath doctor because you feel like you might also have a hormone imbalance. But whatever the case is, if we want to take care of ourselves, we've got to take care of ourselves, if you know what I mean. And you do. All right, y'all. I hope you got something out of today's conversation. And I hope that what that was is a desire to take better care of yourself with some of the ideas that you heard in today's episode. If you got something out of what you heard, will you please share this with a friend? I will be back soon with more information, with more ideas, with more combo. Until then, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.